Hey, Stu, the podcast started with such vim and vigor, <laughs> happiness and puppy dogs and laughter. It did. It was really funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, Glenn doing a little dramatic reading of Nicki Minaj. I don't know that you're going to get anything <laughs> better than that today. Um, we also had Chip Roy on, though, and he, he challenged oh my that. Gosh, he, he was, was great. so good. So good, so strong. You know, um, Bill O'Reilly was on as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bill... Um, I mean, was he as good as Nicki Minaj or Chip Roy? I would well, like to get your review. Well, you know, um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj was just hard to beat. Yes. But there's some disagreements with Bill O'Reilly that I think we have to, you'll hear today, and I think we have to maybe address soon in an upcoming episode with Bill. And we should point out he does announce uh, during the hour his new duet album with Nicki Minaj. Bill O'Reilly, yeah, Nicki it was, Minaj. It was quite stunning. It's quite, quite stunning. stunning. That's yeah. coming out. Uh, Tina Ramirez also joins us. She is a, Oof. she's running for Congress in Virginia. And she's great. She's amazing. She has been working tirelessly to save humans uh, in uh, Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, all over the world. She's running for Congress. You are going to really like her. And there is one more thing. Um, I, I talked about something I've said a million times before. If we don't change our ways, we will make the Nazis look like rookies. I explained that in real terms, using examples that are happening in our country today that will make that a reality if we don't keep our values, our principles, and our Judeo-Christian feelings for one another wide open. Don't miss a second of today's podcast. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. Wow, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, the bulk of the Afghan refugees, by the way, uh, that have been brought in on the Great Tales from Afghanistan, uh, are heading to uh, purple states. Gee, I wonder, I wonder why that might be. Uh, and I'm glad we're welcoming in people who, uh, you know, have brought their uh, child brides with them. Now, you know what? Every every culture is, you know, has its own strengths and all of them are better than ours. So uh, don't worry about that. Now, Chip Roy is joining us. Uh, Chip has been all all over what's happening in the uh, on the border here in Texas. Uh, Fox News has a drone. Uh, Ted Cruz just released all of this video himself. Fox News has been doing it with a drone Yes, or two days ago in Del Rio, Texas, there were 4,000 Haitians ready to be processed. The next day, there were 8,000 Haitians. Uh, nobody's saying anything. Nobody's doing anything. Chip Roy is here. Uh, Congressman Chip Roy. Welcome to the program, Congressman. How are you, sir? <clears throat> well, personally, I'm blessed uh knowing that the good lord is in charge but i'm pretty friggin' angry right now about the way the president is destroying this country and it's time to take our country back it's 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 devastating what he's doing and uh we're trying to push back every day every day that uh, we can i tell you chip it is it, it, we are seeing a managed decline and destruction of our nation there is no way i mean i don't know if you saw the president's speech yesterday he he openly said, look, I'm a capitalist, but it's just not working and we're going to have to change. It was a stunning, stunning speech. And they're putting it in 
every day it's something new. I mean, it's bad enough the border, but now I just found out they're all being moved into purple states. Gee, I wonder why. No, that's exactly right. I mean, look, they, they don't even beat around the bush anymore, and, 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 they, and they act incredulous when you, you look at them, you know, cockeyed, uh, when they say the things they're saying. I mean, look, let's just look at the scoreboard really quickly. Uh, you've obviously been on top of trying to help clean up the mess, and mess isn't even the right word, about what they did to us in Afghanistan and what yeah. they did to uh, our allies and what they're doing to human beings. Uh, while, they, while they, they've got, you know, Af- Afghans here in this country – 60,000 plus who weren't in the SIB program, but then they left uh, Americans and they left SIBs behind to get tortured while turning over assets to our enemies. Meanwhile, at our border, cartels are empowered. China's actually empowered. Both of them moving dangerous fentanyl up through our southern border, killing Americans, while we've got now 10,000 Haitians in Del Rio, thousands at a facility down in McAllen, all while ranchers are getting their fences cut, livestock breaking out, little girls getting raped and abused, being put into the sex trafficking trade. And they want to pat themselves on the back for being compassionate while they destroy our economy, pump trillion dollars into it, enrich the rich and the large corporations at the expense of small businesses. And then they say, we need more programs to help all the people that they're screwing with their terrible policies. In the meantime, they're, you know, going around and, and uh, their woke diversity brigade uh, destroying America and, and teaching uh, our children that America is evil. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, let's talk about the vaccine. Let's talk about the vaccine mandates. Let's talk about the fact that they're now jamming us on monoclonal antibodies and now telling Texas and Florida we can't get medicine to help save and, and, and you know, provide therapies for our people. Oh, it, it, Glenn, we're at the point right now where the people of Texas, people of Florida, we have to start saying no. It's now time for us to take over, secure our border, and figure out how we're going to care for our own citizenry because this president is at odd, not just odd, directly an assault on our people of Texas. So you are exactly right on that. I mean, when I saw that he was holding back Mex- uh, when he was holding back medicine, I-, I thought, oh my gosh, this is these people. You keep going down this road, they'll put you in camps. You disagree with them, they'll put you in camp. They're, they're actually been saying they're not going to treat, we shouldn't treat these people who haven't, you know, towed the line and done exactly what we say. I have the antibodies. I had a bad case of COVID. I have the antibodies. That's much better than your stupid vaccine. If you haven't had it, you're old, you're in the risk, you make the decision. If you want it, it works great. But they are going they are doing everything they can to uh, just destroy us. So let me ask you, Chip, this is how badly the Republicans have damaged themselves. You have at least half the country going, this is this is not even America. What What is happening? And the Republicans should be booming right now. But I don't I don't know what any I know what people like you are doing i know individuals but i don't know what the gop even stands for where are they well i think it's a great question uh i think unfortunately there are far too many of my republican colleagues who view this simply through the lens of taking power back (sighs) and i i do not there is no purpose to this back and forth ping pong game of who gets in power while we're allowing our republic to slide off the edge of the cliff into oblivion so that our kids and grandkids won't be able to live with the blessings of liberty. Enough. And I think Republicans need to be held to account. 
We need a strong Texas, strong states. We need to put Republicans in a box to tell them exactly what they're going to do in January of 2023. There should be no gray area. We, the people, need to demand that. I'm a citizen, too. I happen to be a member of Congress. I need to be held accountable. We all need to be. We need to be told what to do very specifically and thirdly wait wait i want to make sure you people understand what you say that not the people need to be told what to do but the politicians and the gop needs to be told what to do yeah 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 i'm sorry but that wasn't clear we i we meaning we congress members of congress need to be told what to do by the people we work for you we work for the people uh and and i'm a citizen too and and i want Republicans to stand up and fight. And right now, there are some of us, and 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 I strong shout out to some of my Freedom Caucus brethren, a yeah. handful of senators, but enough. You know, we, we've got we got a few governors speaking out, but every Republican ought to be hair on fire, angry about the list of things I rattled off a minute ago, uh, and more. But Afghanistan, the border, the vaccine, shutting down businesses, stepping over our rights. Uh, you know, the woke diversity stuff, teaching people America's evil, endangering us on the world stage, collapsing, we- collapsing our dollar with this insanity of spending and driving inflation through the roof and denying it and lying to us about all of these things to our face. These sick, these sick twisted individuals in a judiciary committee this week referred to human beings as uh, human infrastructure human infrastructure in a committee when they were talking about people coming across our border. They view human beings as political chattel. That's what you've got in the democratic party today. And we've got to, we got to recognize that American airlines. I don't know if you saw the video clip yesterday of America with with a little two year old kid crying and had asthma. Then the police were waiting for the family. Like it, it enough American airlines. Let me be very clear. You better hope I don't win and that we don't have the majority, because when we're in the majority, I'm coming and knocking on your door. You explain why you're sticking it to your customers. You explain why you're meddling with the people of Texas and our election uh, laws when you were getting all woke. And you explain how you can treat a two-year-old like that. Get out of your corporate diversity boards and, uh, and recognize that you, you serve the people, and now I want you to know whether or not you're going to and think about whether you're going to pay back the billions the taxpayers gave you during COVID. I'm tired of this, and we need to actually hold these corporate overlords accountable. Boy, Chip, you are you are singing from the hymnal that I have just love to hear. Um, hopefully, you can rally enough people around that in Congress to grow a frickin' spine. Let me ask you this. Um, the governor of Texas has just gone to farmers and said, we, Texas will build a wall, but we need your permission to build it on your private property. Who's with me? And it's my understanding that the ranchers down at the border are all like, yes, please, we'll give you that right. Well, no, there's no, look, I, I went down with Senator Cruz down to Uvalde. We went down to Laredo. We went down to Roma. We met with a large number of ranchers uh, last week. And uh, I mean, to a T, let me just say two things for, for your listeners to know. These human beings, these people who are having their ranches overrun, fences cut, livestock getting removed, having their family members endangered, they're scared because they have, uh, you know, migrants that they don't know, they've never met with, you know, cartel influences crossing their, their, their ranches that have been their families for years. And their number one concern 
or the dead migrants that they find on their ranch or the dehydrated dying migrants they find on the ranch because these are good people. And they're calling 911 and they're trying to help these migrants. Meanwhile, they're endangered. They're losing money. Their, their counties are getting crushed. And they know what, that, that they're in danger. So, of course, they want a wall. Of course, they're willing to work with the governor to put up whatever they can do to try to save their way of life while this federal government is literally abandoning its constitutional duty to enforce, faithfully execute the laws of the United States. It's not just impeachable what Biden is doing. It's so wrong. We're going to have to take uh, matters in our hands as Texans to step in and fill the void. Back in 2008, when I said every state needs to get their gold back from the Fed and keep it in their state, uh, I was called a madman. Rick Perry was, I think, the only governor that did it. Um, Chip, can you have somebody in your office just reach out um, and and verify for me that we do have all of our gold back and, and we did put it in our own vaults here in Texas? Uh, we'll get back in touch with you and we'll find, run that to ground. I remember, I mean, of course, you might remember I worked for Governor Perry yeah. uh, and, and, and was a part of some of those conversations. I must admit, I don't know the final result. I know that he was working very hard to try to protect Texas with the foresight of knowing, you know, I worked with him on his book, Fed Up, in 2010, 2011. And, uh, you know, laying out where we saw a lot of this going yeah. uh, with the powers being centralized in Washington. I'll, I'll try to run that to ground and find that answer. But we're at that point. I just want to be clear. We're at that point where we've got to start figuring out how to care for our families and our communities. Uh, yes, through the you know, uh, constitutional framework, but understand, and I just tweeted this out, the Constitution is only as good as a nation willing to honor its core purposes, its core principles of a limited government with separated powers, diffusing the power across federal and state and local governments, that we honor that to protect liberty and protect rights under the Constitution. And this federal government is refusing to do that. I will tell you, Chip, um, I, it bothers me when I hear people say it's time to secede. No, it is not. They are seceding. The documents in our national archives that are now being called old, outdated and offensive documents. Fine. Send them to Texas. We'll live by them. I'm not seceding from America. The Democrats and the left have seceded already. They're the ones in rebellion, not us. Not us. Yeah, amen. 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 Thank you. And look, at what I've been saying to some of my constituents that this is my view on this matter right now. This is our country. We get to keep it. And these are our terms. If you don't agree to that, then you go decide if you amen. want to separate and break off. I saw Sarah Silverman tweeted something out this morning. You know, she's obviously liberal saying maybe we need a national divorce. She she threw that out there. Okay, great. I want more liberals to recognize you don't believe in what the core principles of this country yes. were and are. So you choose to break off. We're keeping this country. We're keeping Amen. our constitutional principles. We're going to enforce them, but we're not going to let you butcher them and tell us that we're the ones that are Gosh. wrong. Man, I tell you, Chip, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. And just the words that you're saying give me hope and uh, thank you for being as pissed off but focused on the right solutions um as the american people are uh congressman chip roy from the great state of texas uh you can follow him on twitter rep chip roy or roy.house.gov thank you so much chip appreciate it god bless you glenn thanks god for helping you. all those people and, and keep fighting you bet thank you thanks for your help on that this is the best of the glenn beck program
on a trip to the United Kingdom. Please keep her. She's yours. Um, I know you like really, 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 really old ladies to be in charge of things in your country. I mean, sure, yours isn't bat crap crazy, but can you take this one too? Anyway, Nancy Pelosi, she was on a on a trip to the United Kingdom. She was in Cambridge. And this is what she said about China. We've always felt connected uh, to China, uh, but with their uh, military aggression in the South China Sea, Listen to with this. their continuation of genocide with the Uyghurs in uh, Xinjiang uh, province. Stop, there. stop, stop, stop. Is that news to you, Stu? Did you have you ever heard the United States of America, an elect, a big elected official, a speaker of the House or above, say that that, that China is continuing the genocide on the Uyghurs? Have it's, you heard that? I mean, the fact that they're doing it is not news to me. It's not news. But as a what is as pretty close to an official statement of u.s policy correct it's or or at least what we know we've been critical of them but we don't i mean you know why we, is the we're uni- still talking about like the the 1917 genocide and whether correct. we should call it genocide correct in turkey yeah okay so let me ask you this why does the united states get such a bad rap with so many historians on the genocide of the jews in germany we didn't act fast enough. We didn't act fast enough. But we what act. is the excuse on the other side? One, by the way, I don't believe. But what is the excuse on the other side? We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't, we didn't know, know for it was that sure. Bad. We we right. We knew Germany was bad. Correct. but We didn't know what the, the extent of Correct. what they were doing. And the better excuse. It's still a bad excuse. But the better excuse is that FDR, when he found out, he said the way to make it stop is to stop Germany. Don't. Don't defer any of our resources away from defeating Hitler and killing and cutting the head off the Nazi regime. That will end the genocide for the Jews. Mm. Okay, that's the best excuse I've heard, but it's still an excuse. We knew we knew and FDR did nothing about it. What a surprise. Another Democratic icon. So he did nothing about it. It's It's a horror show. The world then said genocide must never happen again. It is it is in a separate category. It's you can have gulags. You can have uh, torture chambers. But genocide state sponsored genocide is in a separate category. Really the single worst thing. A country can do right mm-hmm. i mean i'm mm-hmm. trying to think if there's anything on that level but like that would be the ultimate crime you would accuse a country of it would be like saying you know my son he didn't take out the garbage this morning he doesn't clean his room he's late with his math paper uh he commits genocide uh and he also uh is you know late uh for a meeting that he had you know at church Wait, one of those things <laughs> right. is it a lot out. bigger. So this is what she did with the military aggression in the South China Sea, with the continuation of genocide with the Uyghurs in uh, the, Xinjiang, uh, the Zhejiang province, 
with a violation of the cultural and religious priorities of Tibet, they don't pick up their socks. Okay? I mean, those are bad things. Those are all bad yeah. things, but it's... Genocide is genocide. Genocide yes. is in a... Okay. So now we have Nancy Pelosi admitting the United States of America knows that they're not only committing it, they're continuing to commit to commit it, which means we've known for a while. And what does she say? She goes on to say, yes, they're committing genocide against the Uyghurs. But having said that, I'm quoting, the overriding issue is working together on climate change. Oh, my God. Would we have worked with Hitler on climate change? Would we have would worked we have with worked, Would we have worked with Hitler on developing the bomb? Would we have worked with Hitler on developing the autobahn? Would we have worked with Hitler on his socialized medicine? Would we have worked with Hitler on any of his national socialist ideas? The answer is no. No. When you're committing genocide, no. Okay. She said, we have to work together on climate because climate is the overriding issue. The overriding issue. There is no way to describe this mindset that, yes, they are killing an entire group of people because of their ethnicity or religion. They are systematically rounding them up, using them for slave labor and killing them, using their organs and selling them on the open market. They are nothing more than cattle. For us to recognize it and do nothing about it is one thing. But to say we recognize it, but we have bigger things to talk to them about is a horror show. Now, there's point one. Remember, what I want to talk to you about is we will become the worst plague on human on human life ever if we let our country go to the dark side. We will make the Nazis look like rookies. First step, oh, we know they're systematically killing a group of people, but we have bigger priorities. Climate change. Okay, next one. We are not going to leave anyone behind. We won't leave anyone behind. We'll make sure every American gets out. There's maybe 46 Americans left now. Bullcrap. I have hundreds Hundreds of Americans, hundreds that are still waiting to get out, and I cannot get the State Department to even admit it. And when they give us permission to fly our airplanes, they are too late because those that ex they, the uh, the paperwork that they gave us that they insist we must have somehow or another, they only deliver it to us an hour after it's expired. It is evil what is happening. It is evil. They are dehumanizing American citizens. They don't count. Why? Because of politics. Next story. Biden has just said the administration needs to cut back. 
on the shipments of a highly effective therapy for COVID-19. It is called monoclonal antibodies. It is a bogus antibody. It is a made antibody. Instead of giving you a part of the disease, this is giving you a fake antibody that kills the disease. So instead of having a vaccine, this seems like it could be a lot better. Nevertheless, it works. It works. They're cutting back the therapy and not sending them to red states. Now they're saying because the red states are just using too much. Using too much? Can you tell me the states where they can't get it? Let's make sure the doses are not, in their own words, part of an, an effort to make sure there is medical equity. I'm sorry, we can't help those. We can't help those poor hurricane victims because we've helped so many hurricane victims in America lately. We got to go find those hurricane victims that might need our help in the future in England. What? Put the medicine where the medicine is needed. And by the way, this is something I guess we could argue about if if all of a sudden uh, Seattle needs all of this uh, mono, uh, 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 monoclonal antibody work, if all of a sudden Seattle needs it, I guess we can say, okay, so where does it go? But for a, for a government that doesn't care what bridge they cross, what constitutional rule that we have that they throw out of the window and say, we'll make these companies make more of it instead of that. Oh, no, no, we can't make more of it. We just have to make sure that Texas and Florida don't get it. This is from the people who are on television every night saying that doctors should refuse medical treatment for anybody who doesn't get the vaccine. I want to give you a poll on what is the biggest threat to a nation, to our nation. Here's what people who vote for the GOP said was the biggest threat to our nation in order. The Taliban. Defund the police activists. China. Um, and then everything else is in half. Top three. Here is what independents say is the biggest problem. The Taliban, China, then, yes, then defund the police. That's what independents say. What do Democrats say? Now, by the way, the number one for the GOP is at 66%. Number two is uh, 62, then 58 uh, independence, 46, 45, and then 36 for the top three. Here's the Democrats. The Democrats, the number one threat to America, Donald Trump supporters. The number two threat to America is unvaccinated Americans. Then you drop 12 points to number three, which is the Taliban. Democrats at about 60% say that 
a Donald Trump supporter is more dangerous than the Taliban. They are saying that someone who refuses to get the vaccine is more dangerous than China or the Taliban. If you continue to dehumanize half of the population and say, because they believe they have a right to say, no, I'm not comfortable with this. And let me just let you know, if you would have taken Donald Trump up on his offer, which he has offered several times, let me be a spokesperson. I'll talk to the right. Let me go do commercials for you that says, hey, Guys, you got to take it. I've taken it. It's not so bad. If you would have come to us and said, how do we talk to people? You might have been able to get some of these things done. For instance, you got to go to companies and force them. No, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. However, if the government wants to pay for the simple test that you take once a week, it's non-invasive. It's no big deal. And they want to make those available for companies and they come and say, hey, would you do this? And they hadn't have been so damn creepy and weird on everything from the beginning and shut down any kind of information that disagrees with their political narrative. Here's what I want you to know. They don't care about they don't care about people living or dying. They don't care because we see it in Afghanistan. They don't care They don't care about people who are going to get COVID. They don't care or they would make every option available and they would have followed their own research that was done a year and a half ago. How do we convince people in the government's own research? It says don't do these things. And that's what the Biden administration has focused on. They are intentionally irritating intentionally poking they want you to strike out god help us if anybody does they want you to do it because they are preparing to eliminate the problem if you believe that genocide we need to tolerate because we have bigger issues if you believe i as a doctor can say, oh, you don't agree with what I say is true. I'm not going to give you any treatment. Mark my words. If we don't stop this path now and start standing up together in love, in peace, in harmony, and find those people that didn't vote the same way, but believe in the same principles, we will make the Nazis look like rookies. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. We have a voice that you need to hear. Um, Tina Ramirez, she's a congressional candidate and founder and president of uh, Hardwired Global. She is uh, actually running for a congressional seat in Virginia. Uh, I want you to do your homework on her. Tina Ramirez.com, uh, or you can follow her on Twitter at Tina Ramirez VA. I'll give that to you again um, after you hear a little bit uh, from her. She is somebody who has worked tirelessly to save human lives. I mean, really been in, 
you were in Iraq saving people um, when that was all going down. You're currently working so hard in Afghanistan. We welcome to the show. First of all, thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. Um, uh, I just, I just did a story a minute ago about Nancy Pelosi where she will admit, and I think this is new. Are you aware that the United States has officially just said, yep, they're committing genocide? Well, it happened under the Trump administration. They actually acknowledged it at the State Department. But, you know, Biden kind of put the kibosh on that from what I understood. So the fact that she's admitting it, I mean, you know, kind of haphazardly, as she also yeah. says that it's OK to ignore it while addressing climate change, I think is just, you know, absurd. I mean, I, at some point in our history, never again meant never again. And we actually Correct. have the moral courage to actually you know, prevent it. But but this isn't a lack of courage. Look no. at what's happening in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You and I both know plenty, hundreds of a blue, blue passport holding Americans are left there and they don't care. They're doing everything they can to thwart us. We've been working so closely with you. I can't thank you enough for your leadership. Oh, your, your work on this has been phenomenal. I mean, helping these Christians get out. I was receiving tons of phone calls for, I mean, days as the situation just unraveled in Afghanistan for people trying to get out. The Christians that had just changed their identity cards literally a few months before <laughs> and then were public en- enemy number one as soon as the Taliban, you know, the keys were handed to them, literally. Uh, American, I had a young woman with her 17-month-old child who called me pleading to help us get out of there. And, you know, you send these names to the State Department and then they hand them over to the Taliban. Yeah. I mean, what, where are we in America that we've left Americans behind? Could you we, please could you please go into that for just a second? Because that is something that Blinken denied. He said, we've only done it a couple of times. And I know this isn't true. We've only done it a couple <laughs> of times. It's in the hundreds, not the thousands of people. And it was only when we needed to get a bus across a checkpoint so they could get out. Glenn, I know <laughs> at least 15 Christians who were killed in Afghanistan because of the recklessness of this U.S. foreign policy. I have seen this in so many countries with our State Department that does not understand religion. They don't get it. And they put people in harm's way and they end up getting their lives killed. Christians are being killed in Afghanistan right now. They are going door to door and literally rounding people up and killing them. They're looking for Americans and there are still Americans there. Lots. It's it's insane. I mean, so I've spent the last 20 years working over 30 countries where human rights are, don't exist, where religious freedom doesn't exist. I, I've seen this firsthand. I remember being in, in Sudan working on the Miriam Ibrahim case, a woman that's going to be put to death because, you know, she she um, dared, you know, choose her own faith. These are the kinds of realities that are now going to be happening in Afghanistan every day. I mean, women and children being forced into child marriages, rounded up at their homes and put to death simply because they believe differently than the Taliban. And we literally handed the keys over for them to do it. This, I think that the people in that are listening really need to understand that our national security is at threat around the world right now. The grave consequences of telling an authoritarian regime, hey, we're just gonna turn our back, not only on people that we should care about in the world because we value religious freedom and other things, but our own people, that sends a message that it's free, it's, you know, it's free, there you have free reign. It's open season, go ahead. Ukraine, Taiwan, you name it. And in Iraq, where I work, where I'm helping retrain the children that were brainwashed by ISIS to be terrorists, and we're teaching them religious freedom. The government's given us full, full, full access to Nineveh and the Mosul to work with teachers and to retrain these children so they don't have to go back to another cycle of conflict. But you I, know what? We're, we, uh, we have a good chance 
that he's going to do the same damn thing. Well, ISIS is reemerging. It's already reemerging. I'll be there in a month. And I mean, does that mean that I'm going to be standing there facing another genocide again because of the failures of America's foreign policy? And that's really a failure, failure of our leadership. And that's why I'm running for Congress. I remember being there when the genocide started in Iraq. I was five months pregnant with my own daughter. I have done this. I did it in the U.S. Congress. I built the Bipartisan Caucus on International Religious Freedom. I've done it all over the world. And to stand there pregnant and see a lady whose daughter had been ripped from her arms at gunpoint, I thought, my God, that can never happen. I never want that to be the future that my daughter would ever have to experience or that I would have to experience. My heart breaks for these people, and yet we just stand by and ignore it, hand the keys over to authoritarians, and then we give up our own freedoms here in our country and allow these same people that don't have the the courage to stand up to authoritarians around the rest of the world to then dictate what we can think, what are trying to indoctrinate our kids, um, destroying our own freedom of worship and of speech here in America. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. May I ask you a really personal question? Sure. My foundation has been trying to save people <clears throat> for a while. Um, and I've been on the fundraising side and I stay my distance from all of it. This time I got involved. I'm a broken man. I don't know how to function. I don't know how to go back and forth. I don't know how to say. Yeah, we did a lot of good. When there's so many else. How do you do this? How do you do this? Did you ever feel this way? Does it get easier? No. But you fight harder because you know what's at stake. We have so much to fight for. When I, when I was a child and became passionate about religious freedom and helping people, I saw Christians in Sudan, two million Christians, be killed by their own government. And I thought, my God, if they have the courage to live for their faith in the midst of such horrors, yes. how can I not stand for my faith here where I have yeah. the freedom to do it? And if I train people around the world to stand up and to go into areas where they're going to be persecuted to stand up for freedom, and I tell them, go and do it, how can I not have the moral courage to do it right here in America right now, to stand up to our government, to what they're doing, to our own people and to people around the rest of the world? The world looks to us to be the beacon of hope and freedom in the world. We have just turned our backs on them. Those Christians in Afghanistan that you've been helping and rescuing, so many of them are saying, what happened? Where's America? If America isn't the leader of the free world, then who is? China? Russia? ISIS, is that, the, is that the legacy we want for our children? That's why this is so critical. It is life and death, and we've got to take it seriously. Our, everything in the world is at stake right now. Would you agree with me, because you've, you've been in and around Washington for so long working on these things. It's, it feels different, but maybe it's just because, maybe I was stupid and naive. I never thought our government was firmly on the wrong side. What I'm seeing in Afghanistan is evil. In cases, we are a force for evil and getting people killed. That is shocking to me. Has it always been this way? Or is this 
Because if that's who America is, then all of the people that say America sucks, they're right. I served, I served under Trent Franks in the U.S. House of Representatives when Tom Lantos, the only survivor of the Holocaust, was, was the chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee. It was different. It was different. I don't know what's happened. What I can tell you is the younger generations that are following AOC laughing about the tens of thousands of dollars she can waste on a dress and on a ticket to the Met Gala while women and children are dying in Afghanistan and in Iraq and all over the world while their rights are being stripped from them. This virtue signaling has got to stop and the younger generations need to come to terms with the fact that the emperor has no clothes. They are hypocrites. They are hypocrites. And the real people that stand up for freedom and dignity in the world, the, we, the real people that stand up and are going to march for women are not the liberals and the progressives that parade around and met nope. the Matt Gala joking about taxing the rich. The real ones are going to be us. Freedom-loving people that stand up. How can they stand up to authoritarian regimes around the rest of the world when they are literally pushing Marxism in our public schools and indoctrinating our children to hate our country? You're running in Virginia, which is a state that has gone nuts. It's gone insane. It's ground zero for everything we need to fight for right now. Uh, and that's really coming out of northern Virginia because those are all the people that are running Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're going from bad to worse. What? Why do you want to run for Congress? And, and uh, what is the main thing that you think you can accomplish in that congressional district this is a this is a republican seat we never should have lost it and we need to get it back we are six seats short of winning the majority in congress and putting a check on joe biden and nancy pelosi that is my motivation every day when i think of that woman in iraq who lost her child at gunpoint and i look at my daughter i do not want her growing up in america where our rights and freedoms have been stripped from us that is what motivates me every day And so I am very motivated. The woman that I'm running against has taken more money than anyone else from the teachers unions. She sits on the Foreign Affairs Committee and she literally sits there and is silent when Ilhan Omar attacks Israel and calls them a terrorist organization. She's silent on Cuba. She was silent on Afghanistan instead of putting a check on Joe Biden and on the atrocities in the world. That's why I'm running because we have got to restore common sense leadership to our government. It won't happen unless we fight for it. And this is a seat that if we don't win, we don't win back the majority and we don't do it. So we've got to. I really sincerely um, can't thank you enough for everything that you've done. And I know how hard you've been working um, on this and you've been a champion for us. And and I just can't thank you enough for what you're doing. For <clears throat> Tina Ramirez is her name. She is running for Congress. Uh, in uh, Virginia's 7th District. Please find her, and if you can, support her. Uh, com. Truly one of the people that Bonhoeffer uh, would be proud of. com. Na, na, na.